Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today, I'm excited to talk about some really amazing uh, things that are coming out of the VC and MBA world. I have with me Tan B. Lal, who is a MBA candidate in the class of 2022 at UC Berkeley Haas, and Fouad Bagali, who is a UCLA Anderson MBA student in the class of 2023. And today, they're going to talk about VC Unleashed, uh, which is an exciting new community of BIPOC and women MBA investors. And we're going to talk to Tanvi and Fouad a little bit more just about what it is, why they're doing it, and what's on the roadmap to come. Uh, so thank you both for joining today. Uh, Tanvi, I'm looking at you first, so maybe we'll start with you. I would love maybe just to introduce yourself. So maybe could you say who you, what you did before business school, and maybe just tell me what's the best book that you've read recently? Sure. Hey, Al. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. So as Al mentioned, my name is Tanvi Lal, currently at Berkeley Haas. Before Haas, I was a consultant. I worked at Deloitte Human Capital for about four years and really enjoyed the work, but decided I didn't want to work with Workday and configure that for the rest of my career. So here I am. I'm an MBA trying to figure it out, hopeful that VC is going to be my career path. And as we'll talk about, I'm really passionate about diversifying the space. In terms of a recent book I read, unfortunately, I haven't read very much lately, but the last really good book I remember reading was The Sympathizer by Viet Thanh Nguyen. I'm saying his name correctly. It's an amazing book just about being Vietnamese American and how the Vietnamese War still impacts you today. I was an English lit major, so I'm a sucker for meaningful books. I definitely think that's a pretty meaningful book. Thank you for sharing. Fouad, how about you? Would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, thanks again for having me here. Yeah, so my name is Al said. I'm a first year MBA student at UCLA Anderson. So I actually, I worked as an actuary for six years in insurance at Prudential Financial in Newark, New Jersey. So for people that don't know actuaries, we really just work in insurance and we really use statistics, finance, and other very analytical, technical business skills to help the money, to help the company make money, as well as just help them make sure that, you know, we remain solvent when we have to pay out different benefits to, to um, the policyholders. And I'm at, Anderson interested in the entertainment space as well as entrepreneurship, which is what actually got me attracted to VC. But a recent book I read was actually shout out to Hadia Mujid. She's actually the the founder of HBCU VC, which is actually how I met. And she released this book, I think it was sometime this year, and it's called Black Founders at Work, Journeys to Innovation. I really like the book just because on top of just like talking about Black founders who have created startups and businesses and, and VC funds, it really goes through like their mental process of what it took for them to get to that point. Like it is. I really like it just because for someone who wants to be a founder in the future myself, I like being able to understand like where their thought process was trying to develop, you know, companies or even how they did it by accident. So that's something that I'm really excited about. Great. I definitely appreciate that. Okay. So Tommy, I want to turn it over to you for a second. So before we jump in, I would actually love to just maybe hear a little bit more about what interested you in VC and maybe the context of this too, as well. I graduated business school in 2015, and back then, 
there were certainly people who were interested in venture capital. And certainly at the time, there were plenty of startups that were getting funded and mm -hmm. tech was still very much a, a thing in, in that was growing. But my kind of read is that over the past five, six, seven years, there are way more people that are interested yeah. in venture capital, not just who are going to business school, but just in general, but would just be curious to know maybe from your perspective, what really got you curious about this field? Yeah. So when I initially came to Haas, my goal was to work at some type of an impact startup. So through the Haas network, I was able to work with 81 Cents, which is the startup that focuses on pay equity for women and minorities, and Sequin Financial, which is a fintech company building financial products for women. Sequin just raised a seed round and made it into YC. So that's really exciting. And I loved working with passionate female founders and working on social issues. But Grew to realize what I was really interested in was a role like consulting in the startup ecosystem where I had access to a large number of startups, had exposure to different markets and trends, and was really able to satisfy my intellectual curiosity in that way. So I started casting around for VC roles and realized the role descriptions, what was required and what I would get to do were really exciting to me. So that's how I landed on VC. And to your comment, more and more VC roles are becoming open and it's like becoming less of a closed door. There, there's still very much, very many closed doors, but you are seeing, and I am seeing a little bit here and there of the door opening, which is really exciting. So it is slowly, very slowly becoming more of an accessible space, which is nice to see. Fouad, how about you? I, I think I heard you mention something about entrepreneurship and perhaps being a founder, but could you share a little bit about your kind of curiosity or interest in VC as well? Yeah, definitely. So for me, like I said, I, I come from a very big corporate background. So I've had actually no exposures to tech startups before this. And my friend, he's actually at Kellogg now. He actually told me about this program, which was the HBCU VC program in conjunction with Pledge LA. And because I knew I was going to get my MBA at UCLA Anderson, I thought this made sense. And for someone like me who does want to be a founder in the entertainment space down the line, I felt, what if I was just on the opposite side of the table? And I said, like, how did VCs think? How investors think about evaluating startups and what decision-making processes they use to, to say what's a winner or a quote-unquote a loser in this startup space. So for me, that was really attractive just to better understand what is this startup scene looking like, especially in LA that I think is growing at a faster clip than almost any other market in the US and where it is very diverse that, you know, me joining this Pleasure Lake program in addition to HBCU VC was really attractive to me. I, I had a great experience this past summer. I met Tom V. Met many other very cool and dope people in the program, both MBAs and undergrad. And we just, I, I think the biggest thing that I got out of it was just the fact that when you're in like the VC ecosystem, you see so much that many people don't even realize is going on, that you're like three to five years ahead of what's going to be the next Google, Uber, Facebook, et cetera. So I think to me, it's just really exciting to be in the know and understanding what is going to be the next wave for technology and, and companies. Yeah, totally. And I love that because of taking on some of these other things, you were not only able to grow your network at Anderson, but also to meet other people at other programs like Tanvi. And I think one of the most underrated things in my experience from the MBA experience are these other types of programs where you do get exposure to meet other diverse groups of people, not just from your own program, but from other programs across the world for that matter. Certainly organizations like Consortium and Forte and Ramba, or I'm sorry, I have, been do, or I have been doing this for a while, but there are certainly many others as well. And so I, I think that's a really great point. So let's bury the lead. Let's talk a little bit about why, why you're here. Uh, so Tommy, I want to go back to you for a second. So talk to me a little bit about what is VC Unleashed and how did it get started? 
Yeah, so excited to talk about this. I guess I haven't mentioned yet that I also did the HBC or VC program and I worked at Concrete Rose Capital this past summer, which is an early stage fund focused on underrepresented founders and underrepresented being Black and Latino founders primarily. So this summer, there was a WhatsApp group going around called VC Unleashed, and that was primarily for women and BIPOC individuals in venture. And really, it was a space for us to connect, for us to get to know each other, and for us to support each other. It was a, an incredible community for the summer. We would post trends, we would post drafts of our investment theses, et cetera. And really, what it showed me, the power of a community where people look like you, people understand the things you go through, and you're not constantly having to explain why you felt a certain way in a social situation or why you were annoyed about the way someone said something. So that was really meaningful, and I, I hugely benefited from the community over the summer. Then, what do you know, we hit the WhatsApp capacity constraints, so we could no longer add more people into the group. And so the person who started the group, her name is Michelle Donsingani, and I have to give her a huge shout out. She's a CBS Columbia student, MBA student, graduating along with me in 2022. She was the one who originally started the WhatsApp group, and she decided, let's formalize this community and keep growing. So she looped in myself and Fouad and Teek Chapa from Chicago Booth. And the four of us are the founding team. Anything else, Fouad? The only thing I'll say is, yeah, big shout out to Michelle. The reason she's not on here is just because she's in London right now. <laughs> it's 1 a.m. But she's like the GOAT when it comes to BC. Like she has so much experience in the space and has been a huge advocate for all of us. I think especially her and Tommy both have been doing a lot to like really put VC Unleashed on the map and just push the organization and the community forward. So you know, I'm just proud to be part of the team with them. Oh, that's so nice. Thanks, Fawad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Al. Sorry. No, I think that's I think that's great. And maybe Tommy, just as a follow-up, as, as Fawad said, you along with Michelle and some others really were putting in a lot of work to really get the community going. What did it really take to bring this thing that was a really active WhatsApp group into a full-fledged, you know, community of, of people? Yeah. So we're right now an online community. We have over 250 members from across the country, which is really exciting. We have folks from Florida, from, you know, Texas, from the Bay, from New York, all over the place, which is really exciting. And essentially, as I mentioned, you know, we're a community to, to help empower each other to number one, just get into venture roles. And number two, succeed in it. So the goal is transparency. The goal is support. And the goal is information sharing, which is really key in venture. And something from the summer at HBCU that I so deeply appreciated was having a ready-made community for you to support you and to help you get this insider information you need to succeed in venture. So VC Unleashed is really meant to be that for the MBAs. Uh, considering what a huge funnel MBAs are to venture, there's really nothing like that, like this, that currently venture recruiting for anyone who knows and has been involved is highly personalized, very manual, and it's difficult to always get the right type of support in your schools and campuses because it's so varied on the actual individual providing the support to you. So VC Unleashed is meant to, to fill that gap. So that's a long-winded way of saying what's it taking to get off the ground. Since there is such a clear gap and such a need, we've been growing so organically, which is really exciting. Folks from the WhatsApp group have joined. We've been spreading the word out amongst our community members, asking folks to share it wider. And we keep getting new applicants. So it's been super exciting. And we're starting some programming, which I'm happy to speak about as well. Sure. I'd love for you to speak about that. But Fwad, anything else you want to add? 
Yeah, just a couple of things. The, the one thing that's really funny is actually, I don't know if it's like 254 or 256, but like that's like the WhatsApp limit. We just hit 258 on Geneva, which is the app, the platform we're using now to host the community. And I think to Tommy's point, it's, you know, it has been growing very organically. And I think where we're trying to go now is how do we make sure that we're building a sustainable community that is continuously engaged with one another? I think the exciting thing that Tommy mentioned is, you know, we're all across the country, even people in London, maybe and even in Africa now. And just thinking about like, how do we expand strategically to make sure that everyone that is part of this community is getting something out of it, but also adding something to that community. And I think the other thing that she mentioned that is really insightful, just the fact that that information sharing piece is so critical. Even beyond just like BC, it's just that idea of when I was entering at Greycroft this past summer before starting at UCLA, and I was working on an investment thesis on the creator economy. And in this space, there's at least a dozen other people also interested in creator economy also developing investment DC. So it, it provides a way for you to share ideas and exchange information and provide your own insights, but also hear what other people are thinking about this market. And it's just a nice way to, again, learn and develop from one another and just do better in your internship without having to feel like stress about not knowing how to put together a deck for an investment thesis. Yeah, I, I can definitely see the value in that. I feel like it's having a almost like a bat phone, you're back and call, like whenever you're working on something, or if you just are looking for other people to connect with on a particular topic, and particularly for being in a role that sometimes is thought-driven and so research-oriented, or where you do have to come up with a point of view that is yours, that is individual, no point of view is ever made in a vacuum. It relies on talking to people, doing research, articulating ideas, getting feedback on them, and refining and building them, et cetera. In addition to some of the things that you said about just even from the recruiting process perspective, so much of that is already institutionalized for a lot of other functions and roles. If you if you want to be an investment banker, there's no, there's very few secrets of what that looks like or management consultant or what have you. But I think traditionally for venture capital recruiting, Tan Vito, I think the point of the points you made, it can vary so much. And if you're at a place maybe that doesn't necessarily have as many people who are going after that year after year, you may not have the luxury of having that built into the same kind of knowledge, uh, institutional knowledge as the investment bankers do or the management consultants do or the CPG marketers do. Tanvi, one of the things you were talked about was the programming. And and so could you talk to me a little bit more about that component of the community? What have you done and, and what maybe is on the roadmap for what's ahead? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't mean to detract, but I guess before we continue, I, I do want to just refocus and iterate the problem that's really there in, in venture again today. And maybe that kind of shares again why this community is needed and how it's been you know, growing so organically. So today, 93% of venture dollars are controlled by white male investors. And I say that stat very intentionally because I'm not necessarily interested in how many, what are the number of women you have? What are the number of people of color you have at your fund? What I want to know is who controls the money, who writes the checks? For example, I just looked at a fund team page recently. And if you look at their aggregate team, it's 50% women. But when I looked into it, two thirds of the women were in operating roles. And of the one third of the women who are actually in investing roles, they were all associates or lower. And there was not a single female partner. There was not a single you know, woman who had check writing abilities. So now this has huge implications, right? As Fouad mentioned, venture is a few years ahead of everything. With venture, you're really like building the next wave of companies. You're building the next industry. You're going to have the metaverse in 10 years, perhaps. And like, how do you ensure that the metaverse inherently isn't sexist and racist in the way it's built and all of its product features, right? You do that when you have diverse people at the table who have a seat and who have check writing abilities and an actual power. So 
that's where I'm truly so passionate about diverse individuals having the seat on the table. And diversity needs to be broader than gender and race. Queer folks are highly underrepresented, veterans, you name it. It's all across the board. And the other stat I'll share is that 40% of venture investors went to Harvard and Stanford, which is just wild. So concentrated, or actually it's 40% of general partners at venture capital funds. So again, the people at the top. So yeah, I just wanted to share those stats to level set again on what the problem is, why this community is needed. And if individuals don't have access to a big name school like Harvard or Stanford, their chances of getting into venture are so much harder. So that kind of doubles down on the importance of the network. So what do we do to create the network? What are we doing to strengthen our community? I'll get back to your actual question now, Al. We've done a couple of things. Michelle Dansingani has launched a fintech speaker series. So we've heard from a couple of great people, including Elliot Robinson from Bessemer, Jason Schumann from Primary, and we have a couple more events coming up, which is really exciting. So the fintech speaker series is just meant to share context on what fintech is, how can you get smarter on it, et cetera, given what a big theme it is in today's world. We also hosted a kickoff event with Sydney Thomas, who is an incredible venture capitalist. We love her. She also got her Haas MBA and she just shared more about her path, what it's like to be a woman of color in the space. And we, we deeply appreciated her openness and her vulnerability. It was really resonated with the community. And in a couple of weeks, we have a recruiting 101 panel, which I'm super, super excited about. We'll be hosting some other MBA investors and we'll get in, we'll do an overview with our community and, and really set them up with tangible tips and tricks. The last thing I'll say to Flood's point of we have so much, we have a wealth of knowledge within our own community and people are smart. They have amazing investment themes and we want people to talk to each other and get a chance to present their own themes. So we're trying to set up some office hours and informal chats here and there just to facilitate some connections and get people talking about their work. I think that's great. And thank you for giving more context to even why you're investing a lot of so much time and effort into something like this. Well, I think as you talk about that, one of the things that strikes me that I think is super exciting is that if you want to have a seat at the table, one of the, I think one of the best ways to do that is to rally a bunch of people together and to start making noise together. And I think that is also the real, the value of communities in general, whether for whatever it is that you're you're doing and I think I think over the years particularly within venture capital these are some of the same things that other groups of people have been doing right in terms of trying to strengthen their own communities and so what I love what you're doing and what I think is going to be super exciting in 2 years and 3 years and 5 years down the road because of bringing people together and putting in the legwork right now I'm really excited to see what happens in a couple of years of consistent effort of this and the impact that it's gonna have, uh, hopefully for you, but also for many more people that are to come. Because that those are gonna be the longer term investments, I think that are gonna be super exciting to me in terms of really being able to create those opportunities for others that come after you. And then when hopefully you are all in, in some of those positions where you are writing checks, well then you can have the agency and choice hopefully to start creating even more doors for, for other people um, who wanna go down the path that, you're, you're going down. And so to me, that is what kind of excites me as I learn more about some of the work that you're doing. And as you were, th those were some of the thoughts that were coming to my head when you were framing up the challenge that exists and, and why you're working so hard to solve this. Yeah, absolutely. Super exciting for us as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Fwad, I want to go back maybe to you for a second, but particularly as you're being a first year and obviously you got a million other things that you have going on. 
What are you most excited with in terms of engaging with VC Unleashed as you navigate through the rest of your first year of your MBA experience? Yeah, it's funny because like you said, the MBA experience in general, it's if you're not doing like a thousand things at once, you're not doing it. So for me, I joined VC Unleashed this summertime and involved now. And I focus a lot more on like the platform quote unquote side where I try to help out with Geneva. That's the platform we're using. It's similar to like Slack where we host a community and just think about like programming and ways to support ourselves internally, whether that's like how to think like an investor or how to create a market map, just simple things that again, if you are not exposed to this type of space, what a way that we can educate one another. But I actually see a lot of synergies because I'm also involved in the Entrepreneurial Association at Anderson. And there I'm actually focused on trying to build out a, a type of incubator to really develop founders. So that's something that I really am interested in is again, like my long-term vision or goal is to be a founder myself, is how can we also think about VC Unleashed as a pipeline to not only support BIPOC women investors, but also BIPOC women founders who also unfortunately are not represented in getting capital, funding capital from VC funds. And we, me, Tavi, Michelle, and Teague, we talk about it a lot where if we have a pipeline where not only are we helping investors, um, BIPOC women investors have, be able to source deals from smart, talented, underrepresented groups, but on the flip side, how can we do the same thing for those founders where they're also getting access to these VCs and these investors to get in front of the Anderson Horowitz, in front of the Sequoias, in front of the Great Cross. So that's something I'm really excited about, but at the same time, just trying to be cognizant. And I don't want us to be doing too many things at once. So thinking about, okay, we want to first make sure we have the in infrastructure in place to support the investors. And then once we you know, feel comfortable with that, rolling out you know, programming or just different ways to include now founders and again, build that community so that we're all supporting one another. And again, exchanging that information and sharing resources so that we can all win at the end of the day. And again, increase you know the diversity within the, the entrepreneurial and startup space as a whole, not just for investors, but for founders as well. Tanvi, going back to you for a second, I know you mentioned you had some VCs who were engaging in the programming, but I'd just be curious to know what has been the general response just from folks that in the VC ecosystem, are that how have they responded to this or how have they helped? Or could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So in general, such an overwhelmingly positive response, which is very validating and heartwarming. Internally within the community, folks have been happy. I've been really excited to have the community. I'm really glad we're kicking off some programming. After our VC Unleashed kickoff event with Sydney, I actually um, took some notes about some quotes that really meant a lot to me. One person said, this is the first conversation I've had in this space that actually resonates. Another person said, great session. I am one step closer to my dream. So it's really exciting to get those kinds of responses from community members because it means we're hitting the mark and we are able to create a space where individuals feel their lived experiences are being respected and they're being given advice that resonates and, and goes alongside that. Because a lot of times the advice you're given for VC recruiting is like, just talk to your school's founders, spend some time researching, creating market trends. If your school doesn't have a lot of VC founders, you're out of luck, right? If you're working a job to help pay for your MBA, you're out of luck. Where do you have the time to sit and do those market trends? So really, I, I do believe that underrepresented individuals need a different type of advice. And hearing this kind of feedback was validating that we are able to provide that. I think externally with the general network, that I've been sharing this out with, it's also been really positive. People are excited, they're impressed, they want to see us succeed. So I'm, I'm really grateful for all the support we've been getting. 
That's great. That's such ex so exciting to hear. And uh, Fouad, maybe going back to you for a second, as you think about just being on you know the founding team, as you think about uh, what success might look like, what are the kinds of things you're tracking in terms of, I don't want to say metrics, but just what is like your, what is the vision for this? What will maybe in a couple of years down the road, if you were to look back and say, oh, we were able to really achieve those goals. What would some of those things be? Yeah, I think one is obviously getting more you know, founders of color and women or MBA students, you know, of color and women into VC funds first, you know, whether that's internships or full-time opportunities. And like Tavi had already mentioned, it's not a structured environment where you clearly understand what's the process to get those type of roles and opportunities. But secondly is once they're actually in those, well, how do we make sure that they're actually succeeding? And that's something that's obviously much more difficult to track. But again, like I think having this community and seeing the questions that people are asking about, how do I create an investment thesis or how do I create a market map or where it's, what's the best resource to find information X, like making sure that we are able to be that first point of you know, contact to help people uh, be able to do well and succeed in these opportunities and then come back and, and go back to those same funds, whether it's full-time or even be promoted to become principals at these companies. I think it's something that's really important and critical to us. At least that's how I see it and how I envision BC Unleashed. And also just think about like, a pipeline for the next, you know, set of founders to come in because Tommy and Michelle and Tika are graduating in 2020. So thinking about who are going to be the next people, you know, leading the organization and, and what is it going to look like even to expand into other program and other events. So it, it is exciting, but it's also like, it's so new that we're shaping how we think it's going to look in, in the future. But I just want to give a shout out to the community, steps up, shows up and helps everyone out. And yeah, it's like people in the community that inspire us, that get us excited to keep doing this work. So I just, I want to give a shout out to everyone in the community that everyone deserves a shout out and everyone deserves a spotlight for, for being brave enough to do that. The folks who are stepping up, joining the community, putting the work in, like change doesn't happen with just individual, it starts with individuals. That's great. That's exciting. Fwad and Tanvi, thank you so much for joining me today for talking about VC Unleashed. If people want to learn more or they want to hear more about what you're up to, where can they go or where can they find more information? Yeah, so we have a Facebook, not a Facebook, wow, a LinkedIn page, because yeah, a LinkedIn page, it's VC Unleashed, or you can email us at vc.unleashed at gmail.com. Or I won't speak for Fouad, feel free to reach out to me directly via LinkedIn. I'd be more than happy to chat. Oh, I'll also feel free to reach out to me, Fouad Legali on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, more than happy to talk about Pledge LA, HBC, VC, VC Unleashed. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.